walking through a series where we've been talking all about God's relentless love. God's relentless love. The fact that he cares so much about you that he longs for you to know him in a way that rocks your world. His relentless love. That's God's passion for you. That's God's purpose for you. That's God's purpose for the church. May we go after him. We walked through the book of Jonah and we saw just this awesome storyline of God reaching into a man's life so that he could reach into other people's lives, so that he could reach into a nation, so that they could be used by God. God knows exactly what he's doing, right? Everybody say, God has a plan. He does. He's got a plan. May we go after him with all we've got. And man, I'm telling you, as we wrestle with life and commitment and making much of him, it's been just powerful to see what God's been doing even in this series. We've seen uh, 25 people accept Christ during this series. We saw 35 people get baptized last week. Praise God for that. And man, God doing an amazing work in this world and doing an amazing work right here in this church. We have the privilege of being a messenger who brings a message. We have that privilege. So what does that look like? Like, how do I go about bringing the message of Jesus Christ into this world? What is it that I need to prepare for? What plan do I need to have that God might get all the glory? That's where we're going today, all right? So turn with me, if you will, to Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. And we're going to talk through what it looks like to have a plan that is airtight, rock solid, ready to go to make much of Jesus Christ. Whether it be with friend or family or neighbor or coworker or whatever, Lord, help me be real to who you are. And that's it. Okay, that's our plan as we move forward here. So here we go. If we're going to go about sharing our faith, point number one, be prayerful. Be prayerful. We're going to walk through these couple of verses here. I'm not sure there could be a better lead-in to this section than that song we just went through at the offertory. Be prayerful. Man, make sure your time with God is actually a time of true, honest confession and leaning on Him. He starts out here, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Right. He says, continue steadfastly in prayer. Man, this is a time for us to come to our God on our knees and saying, Lord, you're in charge. God, I long to be with you. Lord, I'm ready to see you do a work in me. God, I'm ready to see you do a work in this world. And Lord, whatever you do and wherever you go with it, it's your choice. I worship you. Prayer. Not where we come in and say, do it this way, God. Right? Isn't it amazing how many times we start to get a mentality that like, man, God really needs my help on this. <laughs> he needs to see this perspective. He's kind of missing this. And God, if you would just see this, then, man, we're so missing it. God knows exactly what's going on. And it's not wrong. Don't hear me. It's not wrong for us to have passion 
for something to happen in a certain way. It's not wrong for that, but be careful. You might be missing something and God knows something. And so we lean on him and we allow him to lead. Lord, this is the way I'm seeing it, but whatever you say, and that's power prayer. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, if you could take this cup from me, but not my will be done, your will be done. And that is power, life-altering prayer. Continue steadfastly in prayer as you make much of your God. Confessing, making sure you're getting things real with Him. Lord, please forgive me. Uh, Sharing with Him. God, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm struggling. Time for real relationship. Lord, these are some things I'm looking into the face of and they've got me gripped right now and I'm handing it to you. Sharing. And then even requesting. Lord, could you please, would you be a part of? Lord, I long to see you do a work. That's some power prayer, man. And if you can get alone with your God and you get a moment with your God where you can actually say, Enough of me. Whatever you want, God, I'm yours. I'm telling you, God is going to do amazing things in those moments. As he begins to shape your understanding, show you where he's working, teach you what needs to be said or not said, God will know exactly what's going on. Make sure you continue steadfastly in prayer. Don't miss the privilege of connecting with the God of the universe. Not to try to boss him around, but to hear from him. May he have a say in our lives. Ready? And all of God's people said, huge. He says, be watchful in it with thanksgiving. Uh, Real prayer is thankful prayer. Real prayer is going to say, thank you, Lord, for fill in the blank. Real prayer is going to recognize the work of God in your life. Real real prayer is going to recognize the hand of God touching you or those around you and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you are. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for your character. Thank you for your consistency. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your involvement in my life. Thank you, Lord. Man, I'm telling you, as we get thank you down, our worship starts taking off. Don't miss it. It's the greatest words you can say to God. Thank you. Your worship starts to place him rightly in charge. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And when's the last time you actually said, thank you, Lord? Where you got alone with your God and made sure that you were getting real with him and you just said, thank you for all that he's doing for you. He's like, don't miss out. When we come to him with our hurts and our heartaches, it's so easy for us to become whiners, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, don't leave me up here. (laughs) It is so easy to get to be that guy who's like, Lord, why? What if? Can't you see? I would think it would be great if, and all of a sudden, we're starting to whine our way through the day. Lord, thank you. 
Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for how you're accomplishing. Thank you for one soul at a time, how you're changing this world. Thank you for who you are in my life. I worship you, Lord. And make sure you spend time steadfastly in prayer. Thanksgiving coming off your lips. He says, at the same time, he's like, look, I'm telling you, have a power walk with God. But don't forget about us. He's like, at the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word. Like, make sure you're praying for the needs around you. Make sure you're praying that God doesn't work. Please hear me. We are not praying, ready? We are not praying for comfort. We are praying for God to move. We are not praying for comfort. We are praying for God to, some of you are like, no, dude, I'm praying for comfort. Like, that's, that's my prayer. And I, I'm telling you, we need to be praying, Lord, whatever you see fit, wherever you see fit, I'm ready to see you work, whatever it takes. Lord, may you do a mighty work. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word, an opportunity, a privilege. The chance to be able to share something that God might be doing in your life with somebody next to you or around you, a family or a neighbor or a friend or a coworker, where you're just getting real. Lord, I would love to be able to share it out, open a door that we might have a chance to share the word. What word? He says, to declare the mystery of Christ. The mystery, did you know that? That Jesus Christ is a mystery. When you think through the depth of the greatness of Jesus Christ, God who becomes man, who walks among us, who shares with us exactly where he's headed, then he goes to the cross, he dies for our sins, covering what we could not cover in the grave for three days, and then he rises from the dead, he brings life and life eternal. There is mystery in him. There is healing in him. There is forgiveness in him. There is God doing a work that we cannot even begin to fathom. The mystery of Jesus Christ. Being able to declare out the greatness of who he is and all that he's doing in our lives. He says, this mystery of Christ, man, make sure that we are ready and looking for an opportunity to share it. If you want to be able to make an impact for Christ in his kingdom, if you're looking to share your faith, A, pray. Pray huge. Lord, I'm ready to hear whatever I need to hear. And one of your prayer pieces is, God, open up a door that makes sense. And Lord, may I see it in the moment. May I step into that and share, right? You might be like, I don't even know what I'd share. Let's just talk about it for a moment, and uh, we'll throw a few verses down on it. The, the mystery of Jesus Christ, all right? And, and we say it often around here. It's not easy, but it's as simple as A, B, C, right? And let's just make sure we've got that locked down. There's a number of different verses you can put to it. We'll put a couple different verses to it today, just so you've heard them. A, admit that you're a sinner and that Jesus died for your sins. Admit. Admit that you are a sinner and Jesus died for your sins. Romans 3.23 is a great verse on that. Might want to be writing these down. Admit. Romans 3.23. For all have sinned. How many have sinned? 
super important you grasp that if you're sharing uh, your faith with someone. Uh, it's too easy for us to all of a sudden try to be pointing out um, where they need a savior, and all of a sudden it can come off like, dude, you need a savior, and, and it's missing the point that we need a savior, right? And uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, not for all have sinned and come short of the target you had, a goal you had made, uh, the, the values and the perfections of the guy next to you, like none of that. It's not comparing out and around either with self or with others. It's the glory of God that is our comparison. And by the way, that's our problem. Comparing to the glory of God means we will always come up short. It's a super easy moment to say all of us imperfect, making mistakes and in need of a savior. We've come up short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. But tying with that, 1 Corinthians 15.3. 1 Corinthians 15.3. It says that Jesus died for our sins. Don't miss that. Yes, we have all sinned. Jesus died for our sins. Tying those two together, so powerful that you get Romans 3.23, all of us have sinned and fallen short. And then at the same time, as we admit that we're a sinner, we admit that Jesus Christ died for our sins, 1 Corinthians 15.3. All of this under admit, Romans 3.23, 1 Corinthians 15.3. Jesus died for those sins, right? B, believe. Believe he was buried Three days he was in the grave and he was raised. Believe it. He is risen from the dead. This is just the next couple of verses right after 1 Corinthians 15.3. It's 1 Corinthians 15.4. You can go up through 6 or even up through 8. It just walks through the story of Jesus Christ. Died, buried, three days in the grave, raised from the dead, witnesses to it. The 12, the 500, so many who saw Jesus. He is risen. Man, in two weeks we are going to be celebrating this massive Easter truth that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And all of God's people said, Amen. man, I'm just telling you this, the world is looking for someone to be fired up about something, okay? And for you to go in and be like, I, you know, I, I'm just... You know, maybe you could consider, I'm just saying, you know, don't be so like pulling back away from the truth. Be fired up about the truth, sold out for it. Jesus Christ, he rose from the dead. I believe it with all I've got. I'm telling you, I'm fired up on this and I'm in on this. Man, being able to be pretty passionate about that truth and making much of the God who loves you with all he's got. There's a huge deal to that. And making sure that they can see that it matters to you and that you're ready to go after it. Admit that you're a sinner, Romans 3, 23, 1 Corinthians 15, 3. Believe that he is risen from the dead, 1 Corinthians 15, 4 through 8. And then the last one is confess him as Lord. It's not enough to just believe that he died for sins. James 2 says the devils believe and they tremble. It's not enough to just say, yeah, I, I recognize that truth. It's when we embrace it and make it our own. Confess him as Lord. Romans 10, 9. 
confess him as Lord. Man, make sure that you put Jesus Christ center charged in your life. You've got my life. Take over. Confess him as Lord of your life. That's saved. Believing that he rose from the dead, confessing him as Lord, that gets it done. Saved. And uh, in fact, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you believe with uh, that if you believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10. And that is the gospel message, the mystery of Jesus Christ in a couple of verses. Make sure you've got it anchored down well and basic. Man, we need to admit we're a sinner. We need to believe he's risen from the dead. We gotta confess him as Lord. Make sure you got it nailed down and you got a couple of verses for it. Make sure that you're passionate about it. You understand where you're headed with it. Make sure you know what's going down. In fact, a great capstone verse, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace are we saved through faith and it is not of ourselves. It's not of works. Otherwise, we could boast, right? You're in heaven. You're like, dude, what did you do to get here, right? The answer is nothing. There is nothing I could do to earn my way into this place. My Savior died for me, and I'm leaning on him and trusting in him. And all of God's people said, that's saved. The mystery of Jesus Christ. He's like, make sure that we pray steadfastly with thanksgiving, looking for an open opportunity to share that message. May God get all the glory, okay? You may have a family member or a co-worker or a neighbor or a friend, and it's just time to start pouring on the prayer for an opportunity. Remember, please hear me, this is not about manipulation. This is not about force and control. This is about you getting real about what God is doing in your life and just letting him know your testimony. This is who my God is. This is what he's done for me. Would love to have you meet him and know him. It's that simple. Just being real along the way, all right? He says, on which, account, on, on which account I was in prison. Like, just so you know, the measure of how well you shared your faith is not how well it went afterwards. Did you know that? The measure of how well you shared your faith might be measured by you in prison. Okay, we hope not in this day and age, right? But Paul ended up in prison. He was sharing the gospel, and they're like, enough of that. And they took him and threw him in prison. He took a stand for Christ, and he was making sure he made much of him. He says, please be praying for us that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Just so you know, muddy water does not help. Right? Clear. Make sure you're sharing the message clearly, simply, basically. That's why we did the ABC thing. Simple, clear. Just get the point across of who your God is. Man, is there somebody that the Lord is pressing down on you to be willing to be able to share with? If there's an open door. If there's an open door to allow it to happen that God might get all the glory. It's a sweet opportunity. You know, all of us can share in various ways, shapes, and forms. Each of us thinks differently, right? You may have more of a linear thinking, and you're like, 
first this, then this, then this, and, and you can see that maybe in a little bit of how I walk through things and share. Maybe you're more of a, an artistic, expressive style, and you have a way of sharing what Jesus has meant to you in that way. Just make sure you always get back to the gospel message, him for me. Everybody say him for me. Like, however you get there, get back to that message. I know uh, a number of years ago, I was up north helping with a, a youth ministry, and the kids went out to get trained on how to share their faith. And uh, it was quite a while ago, so you were actually allowed to walk anywhere you wanted in the airports back then. Like, this was well before any of the, you know, you had to buy a ticket to get past, like, the front entrance, Right. And uh, so they basically went in to share their faith in this airport. And uh, one of the kids went up to a guy who was actually playing a guitar. And uh, again, it's a long time ago. So he just kind of went in, randomly sat down near one of the gates and started playing the guitar. And people would listen to him. The guy played awesome and he sang well. And and people were throwing some money into the uh, guitar case. And so this kid just went over and sat down and listened for a while. And as he listened to him, he just started smiling, and he continued to sit there listening. And the guy's like, he finally stopped. He says, what, what are you doing, man? Why are you just sitting here? And he goes, I love listening to you sing. But can I tell you, what if I could give you a song that you would never want to stop singing? What if I could give you a song that would last true for eternity and would rock your world. Would you want to hear that song? And the guy's like, yeah, man, bring it. And so he walked through the gospel message and then he brought one of the song pieces that was really happening at that time. And he ended up teaching this guy that song, teaching him who Jesus Christ was. The guy accepted Christ right there. I'm telling you, look for an open door. He was sitting there and he's like, this guy loves music. I'm just going to make an entrance in with a little bit of a a statement about music and the power of Jesus Christ. No one has a grip on music like our God, right? Make sure you know what God is beginning to, to move in in this person's life. It's like, Lord, just open door, whatever that looks like. And maybe you share very artistically and expressively. I would have never said the words he said. Like, that just wouldn't have been me (laughs) to say, hey, man, what if? Like, I I just wouldn't have started there. I would have started in a whole different way, but that's me. And you know what? That's why he brought that kid right then and there to that guy. And praise God for that. Man, each of us shares in our own way. Ready? And all of God's people said, and you have a voice, and you have an experience, and you have a way of thinking And look for those open doors that God might be able through you to reveal the reality of who he is in your life. That's it. That's all you're looking to do. Lord, I'm willing to take a stand. I'm willing to just be me out in this world looking for an open door that you might get all the glory. Simple question, who? Who might God be calling you to share with? And how? How might that be going down? Man, make sure you bathe that in prayer. This isn't about manipulating and controlling. This is about just being real and seeing what God does. Okay? That's the first step. Be prayerful. Second, be wise. Be wise. 
He says right after it here, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of time. Walk in wisdom. Literally, your actions speak. Be careful. Think through things. Notice it says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders. Toward outsiders. That means people who aren't trusting in Jesus Christ, people who don't know who he is yet. Man, make sure that what you're doing and what you're about actually makes some level of sense based on who your God is and what you're wanting to share. Be cautious that your actions speak to you knowing the God of the universe. Walk in wisdom. Our God is the God of wisdom. He says he shares with all who would ask for wisdom. You're like, I don't know. I don't do a really good job at walking wisely. Get better at it. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Our God is a wise God. For us to be able to say, Lord, I need wisdom here. Lord, I long to be able to see what the right way to move is. I'm telling you, this world is actually, their head turns to somebody who knows how to be a sharp businessman without being a thief. The world only knows how to take and steal, no matter what it costs, take it. But man, if you know how to take care of people and be a wise businessman, it speaks. If you manage your money well and smartly, if you carry yourself well with how you interact with others, I'm telling you, those things speak loudly to who your God is. Walk wisely towards others, towards outsiders. Making the best use of time. Making the best use of time. Now, just so you know, this word time here, there's actually two words for the, in the Greek for time. One of them is chronos. You can hear it like chronology, right? And that means like seconds and minutes and hours. It's our time ticking by. That's not this word. This word is another word. It's a word that means seasons, right? It's a, it's a word that means appointed times, if you will. And he's like, making best use of the appointed season or time that God has given you with where God has placed you, you being able to share the reality of who your God is as he so sees fit. May God get all the glory, okay? You are called in this moment to be right where you are and to share as God opens a door and that's it. May God get all the glory. He says, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious. Let your speech always be gracious. Meaning, you're giving what they don't deserve. You're encouraging or you're lifting up. You're helping them along. You're bringing them through. When somebody spends time talking to you, you leave them better off because they were with you. Gracious. When you spend time with someone, are they better off? Or is your time spent with them more on the, let's see if I can get a little attention for me. Let's see if I can jam them a little bit. Let's see if I can jab. Maybe I can tease down, lift me up. Like when they walk away, maybe there was a social moment, but you actually bruised them a bit in the process. Be careful. Be wise to the words you choose. And be smart about it. It says, be gracious. And then it says, seasoned with salt. Seasoned with salt. And just so we're clear, that's a metaphor, right? It doesn't mean walk around with a salt shaker, right? We all get that, right? It's seasoned with salt. So this literally means 
that you need to be doing something in the metaphorical world of making an impact. Well, what's salt good for? Well, one thing salt's good for is preserving, being able to preserve things over a long period of time. So your words need to be able to preserve, to sustain. But another thing that salt was good for, it was a spice. In fact, this word here doesn't mean just salty like we think of salt. It would have other flavorings with it. Savory, if you will, okay? Savory. Like, what is that kind of communication? That means it's the kind of communication where they're witty, they're insightful, they're humorous, like you enjoy being with them. We have to be super careful when we read passages like this. I don't know if you grew up in a church like this. I know I wrestled with this growing up. It, it basically became, I'm just going to be a little rude here, all right? It basically became, be a wet blanket. Just try to have these neutral Christian terms that you'd say. And everything was Christianese. And you would just quote off passages of Scripture all day long. And when they left you, they felt like they had been in a monastery. Right? Be that. No, man, that's not what this passage is saying. This passage is actually saying, be enjoyable. Be smart. Be witty. Be insightful. Be encouraging. Lift them up. Make sure that in the midst of it, they are actually better off for having been with you. Did you laugh together? Did you smile together? Did you cry together? Did you take some time to get real together? Man, was this a savory meal with you? Or bland as all get out? Right? Make sure that you bring some of that and being enjoyable in the process, being wise to how you share out of things of this world, right? And things of Christ. It's not that the only thing you can ever talk about is Jesus. Right? There's a lot going on in this world, and there's a lot of things to talk about. Texas Tech won last night. What? Maybe you want to talk about that a little bit, right? And a great defense and whatever. You share it out. Be a little informed along the way and chat some. And, and make sure you make much of your God. I, there's an author. His, name was, his last name is Dunn, D-U-N-N. This was a statement. Paul saw the church as expected to hold its own in the social setting, in the marketplace, in the baths, in the meals, at tables, and to win attention by the attractiveness of its life and speech and wisdom. He's like, there's nothing wrong with having your act together and being enjoyable and being fun in the process. Make sure that you are walking wisely and you're speaking well and you're caring for others as you go. And I'm telling you, we get into habits, and I'm just telling you, as soon as you start to go after this, you're going to start to notice, wow, this is harder than I thought. Manage your speech. Manage what you say. Manage your humor. What do you go after? Do you push people down, or do you lift up? As you start to go after this and even make adjustments to it, you're going to find out junior high affected you more than you thought. There's so much of what I do that came from seventh grade, man. And like, I got to get past that and, and being able to walk through some of this stuff and say, I long to be caring for someone else, gracious in what I do, seasoned with salt, right? Enjoyable and witty, but also preserving and caring and make sure they leave you better off because they had been with you, right? Be caring for those around you. It's a huge deal. 
In fact, 1 Peter 3.15 says that we need to speak gently and respectfully as we share our faith. Gently and respectfully, right? Carefully as we walk it along. Man, be real. Smile and transparent, even refreshing if you want to use that word, or witty. You might be like, that's not who I am. I'm not witty or refreshing. Uh, Work on that. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with being a little bit insightful to some area of life, man. God's given you some level of things to think through and be insightful about. It's not wrong to be able to say, would love to be able to get a little sharper in this area without cutting someone else down. Ready? And all of God's people said, yeah, I'm not sure how many of you said that under coercion, but I'm glad you said it. Right? All right. So there was a sailor. He was on a ship. Have you noticed how many ship analogies we've had throughout this series? He was on a ship. The sailor was. He was sick as a dog. They had just gotten out to sea and uh, was trying to figure things out and uh, really very seasick. Couldn't go up above board. And all of a sudden, he heard um, man overboard being screamed out. Man overboard. And he, was, he stood up and he just couldn't. He was like, I'm going to throw up. I've got no strength. I can't do this. Sat back down, heard them all panicking. They're trying to figure out what to do up above. He's like, I wonder what's even going on. And he grabs a light and he turns it on, shines it through the porthole, and he's shining it out trying to see. Couldn't really even see anything. He held it on it for a couple of minutes and couldn't see what was going on and ends up turning it off. Turns out they ended up finding the guy, getting the guy pulled back in. Later on, when he started to get his sea legs about him, he was up above board. He was talking with the guy and he's like, man, what was it like when you were drowning? That had to be scary as all get out. And And the guy was like, yeah, I mean, I was, honestly, I was going under. It was my second time going down, and I'm like, it's done. I'm probably going to die. And all of a sudden, a light from one of the portholes shined out right where I was, and I reached my hand out to the light and just tried to keep it in the light. That's all I was doing. And they ended up seeing my hand, and they ended up getting me saved and pulled in. I I don't even know who did that. He's like, dude, that was me. He shined the light from the portal. It's all he had. Please hear me. Man, that is all we're doing in this world. We don't save souls. God does. And all of God's people said, man, all we do is shine a light in a dark world and long for Jesus Christ to get the glory. May he do what he sees fit. And please hear me. Our job is just to be a light, not to change a soul. We're sharing the reality of who God is in our life, and that's it. Make sure you're ready to be real, to be gracious, to be seasoned with salt, and to give an answer for the reason of the hope that's in you. May God get all the glory, okay? First is be prayerful, second is be wise, and third, Be partners with others who love Jesus. Be partners with others who love Jesus. uh, This last section of Colossians 4 is just a list of names that Paul partnered with as he is giving a shout out here uh, to the Colossian church. He says, Tychicus will tell you all about my activities. He is my beloved brother and my faithful minister. Tychicus, a faithful minister shout out. And he's like, I've sent him for this very purpose that you might know uh, that we, who we are and that we may be encouraged 
and encourage your hearts. He's giving this big shout out. And then he's like, Onesimus, he's a faithful and beloved one. And uh, he brings a lot of hope to the table. And then there's in verse 10, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner. The other guy was fellow servant. This dude is fellow prisoner. He's in jail with them. They're walking around sharing the gospel and getting imprisoned along the way when people didn't like to hear about Jesus Christ. And, and then there's Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. Man, now we got actual fam going on. And he's like, he's partnering with all these different people. Man, sharing our faith is often teamwork. May God get all the glory, right? And he says then after it, uh, please welcome Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. And then he says, and Jesus who is called Justice, because how awkward would it be called Jesus, right? Hey, did you see Jesus here? Are you serious? Not that Jesus, right? So they changed his name to Justice, and they let him basically be representing with that name. And he's like, man, those are the men of the circumcision. These are the Jewish people who got saved and trusted Christ that he was given a shout out to. Now for the Greeks, he says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, he greets you. Epaphras is giving a shout out. And then he says, make sure that you give a shout out to the church in Laodicea and in Hierapolis. Make sure you reach out to those churches. They are doing a phenomenal job. And Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. Luke and Demas, two great names. He doesn't even describe them. They just already know who the guy is, right? Everybody knew who Luke was, the doctor and the author and the writer. And the, these guys are like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Paul knows him and has partnered with him along the way. And he's like, hey, give him a shout out. He says, give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea. I love this. And to Nympha, the one who has a church in her house. He's like fully aware of what's going on with house churches in the area at the time. And he's thanking one of the women for being able to have that church at her house and care for all those people. Man, I'm telling you, the church is teamwork. The church is us caring for one another and working beside one another and longing to see God work in each of our lives. The church. Man, we point to Jesus Christ. That is our job. Please hear me. Too many churches get all about the church. And now it's all about people and it's all about, you know, if you want to use that word, fellowship. And all of a sudden it just becomes hanging out all the time. And there's nothing wrong with having a great potluck or something if you want to do it. But I'm telling you, we are not rallied together to eat. We are rallied together to worship Jesus Christ. Sometimes food might be a part of it. But, but I'm telling you, we are rallied together to worship Jesus Christ. The church on fire. We are partners together. We rally together. We pray for one another. We long for God to do a work. And all of God's people said, all right, so we are a church. You may be able to think of multiple names in this church that you're partnered with. Maybe you're in an impact group and you're partnered with 15, 20 other people and you work together on an every other week basis, walking through questions from the sermons and, and uh, being able to take a challenge home of what you're going to go after and what's it going to look like. Maybe you're part of a bigger group. You know, we've got our college groups and our Amplify group, our high school group, our junior high groups, all of higher ground and, and the ministries that go on to those age ranges and all that God does. Man, there is teamwork that gets built as we work side by side together. 
And there's a sweet opportunity to be able to learn to share Christ in various ways, shapes, and forms. We also are a church in that we rally together on Sundays. And this Sunday service is all about an impact service. May God rally into this place and rock our worlds. We long to meet with him here. We long to be blown away by him here. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, man, this church is firepower. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask the ushers. If they're going to come down here, they're going to hand these down the row. They're going to pass these down the row. And everybody take one of these, right? Everybody take one of these bundles. They're uh, rubber banded together, all right? These are some invites. These are some invites. You might be like, I'm not even sure how to take a stand for Christ. An easy way might be for you to just hand an invite to a person. You're praying for that open door, whatever it is that makes sense. You guys can come on down whenever you're ready and uh, be passing those out. Here's the deal. A couple of things we're going to talk about. So first of all, every single person take a bundle. Who's taking a bundle? Everybody. If you want to take more than one, go ahead and take more than one, all right? Just every person take a bundle, all right? Okay, so these are some Easter invites. We do these every year, so we thought we'd get them out a week early so that it would line up with this message. We're a team. We work together. We're going to go after it together. Uh, This ends up explaining both the Easter service and the Good Friday services and some of the stuff we have going on, all right? And you can invite to that. This will help you to be able to do it. Here's my request, all right? One request. Uh, Please do not say, everybody say not. Please do not say, hey, you want to come to church with me? You don't want to say that. Why? Because you don't know what that word means to them. Church. You don't know what, that could have a very favorable meaning to them, or it may not. You don't know what they grew up with. You don't know where they're at. So here's a better way to say it. Man, I would love to invite you to an awesome Easter celebration we got going on. Easter celebration is a great phrasing. It's a big deal. Here's the thing that we all know. What we're going to do on that Easter Sunday is what we do every Sunday. We do an awesome celebration here. There is massive worship. There is power preached. We're going to have some choirs going. That's probably the one big difference is just the choir. Otherwise, it is the same through and through. We are doing an awesome Easter celebration. Everybody just say celebration. Celebration. That's the invite, all right? And so here's the deal. As you're going out to invite, you're getting this to somebody where the Lord has shown an open door. Please hear me. An open door is not somebody who already has a home church. They already know where they're going, and we're trying to just get them away from there. Please, not that, okay? If they've got a home church, and they're fired up, and they're growing there, praise God for that. So this is about inviting somebody who you know doesn't have a home church. They're looking around for a home church. They're trying to get settled into something. They don't know Jesus at all, maybe. That's all fine. Man, this is a, I'm longing to just get the word out about who our Savior is. Partnering together to be able to go after it. Here's my request. Pray. Lord, show me an open door. Be wise as you walk. Watch the speech. Careful about the words you use. Right? Lifting people up, not tearing down. May God get all the glory. And our goal as we hand these out is to be able to see 
God glorified on that Easter Sunday as we make much of the risen Savior, okay? So here's the deal. One request. I'm going to say it at this service only. This service packs out like you would not believe, right? Like, we have 1,400 chairs in here. Usually on Easter Sunday, we'll have 1,600 adults. So we'll end up with chairs all over in the middle, chairs down here. We open up the 309, and uh, that's going on at the 9 o'clock. Man, if you're able to go to the 11 o'clock, it's packed as well, but it's got a lot of room still comparatively. The 11 is great, or the 430. We've got services on both of those times as well. So if it works for you to invite someone and be like, hey, I'd love to have you join us for an Easter celebration. Man, you should come sit with us. What service would you like to go to? I'd go with you. Let's do that, and let's see what God does, all right? So if nine o'clock is what works for you, then that's what works for you. Please hear me. This isn't a shame moment, right? If n- <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to nine now, right? If nine, o'clock, <laughs> if nine o'clock works for you, it's what works for you. Praise God for that. Look forward to seeing you at nine. If the 11 works or some other time works, then great. We'll see you there with, with friends or family or somebody else maybe with you. And let's see what God does, Okay. Man, we are going to be making it clear who Christ is. We are going to be making it clear what the ministry and the mystery of Jesus Christ is. And we are going to lift him up. This is an easy way for you to be able to take a step and reach out into this world and just be a light shining through a porthole. And all of God's people said, okay, prayerfully consider it. Let's see what God has to say in it. So let's just put our arms back around this one more time. Ready? top to bottom. Spend time with your God. Get alone with him. Get real with him. Get impacted by him. Get excited about him. Steadfast prayer with thanksgiving. Longing for God to do a work. Lord, open a door. Whatever it is, I'm not sure, and I'm looking for you to lead in that. And God, I long to be able to give a message of the simplicity of the gospel story and you as my hope wherever you see fit, Lord, wherever you see fit. It is your job to move hearts, Lord. I'm just going to be a light shining in a dark world. May we be cautious and wise with our speech and our actions. May we be enjoyable to be with. May we literally leave people better off because they happen to be with us as we care for them with graciousness seasoned with salt. May God get all the glory. That is a gospel message. And all of God's people said, may we bring it with all we have. May God get all the glory. Let's pray. 